All right, guys, it's time for the next Level Guy Show, a men's interview, interest, and improvement-focused podcast featuring interviews with the greats from all industries to help you better your life. Each week, a new episode features an interview with one of the greats, covering all aspects of their story, from life hacks to tips and protocols that have allowed them to live life on the next level. We then highlight concrete action steps that you can use to improve your life. And now, your host, Ian Dawson McKay. And today's guest is Tori Boggs. Tori is a 31-time Grand World Jump Rope Champion multiple-time U.S. national speed and power record holder, captain of Team USA, and current Triple Unders world record holder. She has over 1 million followers across her social media platforms. She's performed on shows like The Ellen DeGeneres Show, ESPN, Robin Mead's Morning Express, NBA Halftimes, TEDx events, and on TV shows like America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, and Italy's Got Talent, to name but a few. Tori is a performing artist, and choreographer with companies such as Flip Fabrique, Cirque du Soleil and in theatres across the globe. For over 20 years she's travelled the world competing, teaching and performing jump rope in over 30 countries. She has a passion for using the rope in unique and creative ways to inspire others to be healthy, active and vital in every aspect of life and encouraging a positive outlook and purposeful attitude. But before we get to the interview, please check out www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates there you'll find some amazing deals I've made with fabulous companies you'll find deals like how to level up your skill set with Masterclass an online platform that has over 150 experts teaching you how to become like them find out how Onnit are utilising their cognitive enhancing alpha brain to help you think more fluid make better decisions and how you can find the massage gun that I am raving about it's helping me get back into physical activity and not limp around the next day like I've shot myself. It helps my aching pains and gets those tight muscles to hell. So for all these amazing deals like these and more, please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates and level up. And now let's get to the interview. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Now, you're one of the, my favorite people to follow on Facebook, on Instagram. I still can't figure out how you do it, but for people who maybe don't recognize your name, could you give a quick introduction? Yes, uh, my name is Tori Boggs. I am from the USA and I am a jump roper. That is literally my job now, <laughs> which is amazing um, because I, I get to do what I love as a job, so I couldn't ask for anything more. Well, I was going to say a sort of sadist with a skipping rope because you're always smiling when I'm, I am I stop after 30 seconds. I can barely go anymore. You know, you do these amazing tricks like backflips and stand on your hands and jumping with fire ropes and things like that. But what was the inspiration to get into this? You know, we always see skipping in the UK as the boxers doing it or it's part of a kid's game. Apologies. But how do you how do you take it and turn it into jump rope, which is its own complete entity? It's the special activity that you do these because you go on amazing shows, you compete in these amazing places. How what got you into jump rope? 
Yeah, I first saw jump rope when I was five years old. And I saw jump rope as a sport. So it, it's a, an entire sport. There's an entire world. Um, we're actually an observational sport um, with the Olympics. So th- there's a whole community of this, of this jump rope world, um, more than just the skipping that you might see in the gym or on playgrounds, which is pretty cool. So I was lucky enough to be growing up where there's a, a jump rope team that's competitive and got into competitions that way. And um, so I grew up competing, um, went to all the different levels. I still compete. Um, but, you know, there's so much creativity in jump rope. There's there's so much you know room for, for new ideas and innovations. And um, that's really where it can get just the, the variety is, is so incredible, whether it's, you know, performance or just creating new skills that, that keep you fit. There's all types of different avenues that the jump rope can take you. So it's it's been really fun to be able to explore all of these different things as I've I've grown with my rope. Because <laughs> that's what I loved about it. Like I would say, you know, I'm interviewing somebody and they would go, oh, that's skipping. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to see it. And then as soon as they saw it, they were like, whoa, this is amazing. And, you know, <laughs> if you watch some of your highlight videos or your like competition, video, you go, right, that's so class. I've got to get this person on. And <laughs> what was it that made you go okay, this is just more than a hobby. This is more than a passion. This Mm. is something I can make a brand. This is something I can make a career out of. Yeah, I think it it just kind of developed this way. Like I've loved Jump Rope forever. Um, I just, as I was a kid, I was always doing it. I was looking for more ways to jump. I was always competing, you know, after school, before school, weekends, it became Jump Rope. It's just, it's what I absolutely love to do. Um, so as I got older, you know, I, I went to college, I did the whole university thing and, and I was still finding ways to jump rope and incorporate that into my life. So it just kind of continues building and you find a way to keep doing what you love. And there was never like a, okay, now I'm going to make this a profession. It was really like, I was just exploring different ways to continue studying what I was studying, but be able to do what I love to do in addition to that. And it, it just really kind of built and developed. Um, and then during the pandemic, this was a really big moment where I was always already performing with my rope. But um, there's a new avenue, social media, where, where people could connect in, in kind of a different way than, than what I had been doing. Um, and that was really exciting because then I found a way to reach more people. Because a lot of people, you're right, you, you don't know jump rope until you see it. So how can we get more people to see this incredible activity, more people to be inspired to pick up a rope, and it can change their lives in different ways as well. So always growing and developing new avenues. Because that's what I love about it is that you're not just a champion. You're not just somebody who makes YouTube videos. You're an ambassador to the sport. You know, you go and showcase this on talk shows. You go and show it in schools and, and you take it like, like worldwide, you know, and as well as competing. I think it's, was it 32 times world champion now? Yeah, 31, but yeah. <laughs> Let's well, try to be 32. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you are the sort of global icon for that like for the sport and that's what i love about it it's a sport but you can make it a hobby you can make it a fitness endeavor and like you're saying you until you see it you don't understand it but you become an immediate fan when you see it but did you get any sort of pushback from teachers family friends to kind of say no 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 don't go down that road don't go down the youtube road <laughs> come and do a safe job because you, you've nailed it i mean you've become like symbolic with jump rope but was there any pushback at any point Yes. I mean, there's, there's always going to be that. I think kind of no matter what you do, you'll always kind of find that. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't hear those people. Maybe I hear them, Good but choice. I don't really listen. <laughs> I don't really listen to it. So those kind of things don't really bother me too much because I'm just going to find ways to keep doing what I love to do. And 
as long as you know I'm I'm still happy and finding that joy and a lot of joy comes from introducing that to other people and seeing the joy that they get from the activity so there are different avenues that kind of keep me going whether it's the opportunity to create new things in a show or even just make a new video that can bring a smile to somebody's day um you know there's there's always something new and I think that's what's really so compelling is that I'm not doing the same thing over and over again and I can't possibly imagine doing a desk job all day because I have to be jumping up and down and moving around so yeah there there was kind of the pushback of like go for the safety but um I think that's really hard to do when you're doing what you love because that was something I loved about it was like in this podcast, I love to introduce people to maybe people they've never seen before or activities before. And when I seen what you do, I thought this is going to help so many people. It's going to encourage people who don't want to play team games, but they want to play, get into a sport and have mm-hmm. fun with it. And, you know, like people who have maybe done gymnastics at a certain age and then think, oh, I can't go further. And they're like, oh, here's a rope going up, you know. <laughs> And there's competitions, there's so much amazing things you do, um, all these sort of great presentations and stuff. And I think that's the beauty of it is you're you're not just a competitor, you're an ambassador, you're changing people's lives. You've made me a fan of it. I can't do <laughs> half, I couldn't even figure out how to do half the tricks you do, um, but I'm desperate to start learning. So for somebody who's a complete newbie, how would we even go about it? Is it just a case of buying a rope and trying to just get a bit more movement about like what advice would you give to a complete newbie who's picking up a rope for the first time hopefully one of your torque ropes but yeah <laughs> oh thanks for the plug um yeah pretty much just start there just get a rope fortunately you know jump rope is a really inexpensive activity you literally just need this one piece of equipment so it's quite accessible when you compare it to a number of other things that you could be doing um so really just grab a rope and I like to, to just tell people, start to move it around, start to play around with it. And then look for, tutor- like, you can always look to my pages for tutorials of proper rope sizing and basic things that you can just start doing from the very beginning and going from there. Um, a lot of times what happens is people will pick up a jump rope and they're trying, like, a double under or something. Everybody knows what a double under is. Everyone's heard of a double under, a cross even. Um, but there's so many other skills that progressively come before these ones. So people will start with a skill that they're just not ready for. And then they aren't able to do it because, of, co- of course, they, they need to, to progress through and really learn the proper ways of jump rope. And then they get frustrated and say they can't jump when it really had nothing to do with their actual ability. They just need to learn proper technique. They have, need to have the right size jump rope. So um, grab that rope, go through you know my tutorials of how to properly adjust the size of your jump rope, what the basic technique points are for just starting on a basic jump and swinging the rope around. And then, yeah, have fun with it. Because that's what I really liked about your YouTube channel. You know, you've got like a video on exercises to build up your body to get able to jump, to you know, to get used to the the impact, how to recover from it. But then you've also got like the footwork videos, the tricks. Now I'm going to butcher some of the names, but we've got the mic release, the splits, the bubble, the kamikaze, the back tuck, <laughs> the TJ, the Webster, the Jommy. And the, the job, Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love like how you can end there and go, yeah, you do that, you do that, flick that. And I was actually following some of your videos and I was going, I can actually do that. Like you have yeah. such a great way of teaching this and you, have, you really, it's a smile, it's enthusiasm you put into this. So how do we start thinking, okay, I'm going to make this a workout. Would it be a case of just getting used to skipping again, having a bit of fun with the rope? 
because I like how you have your different styles of ropes. You know, you have the ones yeah. that control that are a bit slower. Then you have the wire ropes. Then you have ones with different angle handles and stuff. Is, is it just as simple? You encourage people to get on the rope and then try, you know, boxer steps, double jumps, just have fun with it. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. It's it's about having fun. I think that's always at the forefront. Um, everyone comes in with with their specific goals in mind too. I think most people picking up a jump rope. Their goal is fitness and, mm. and it can develop into something more. So as they learn new skills or they learn, you know, how to move the rope and, and work on that control, they end up really starting to love it because they see that creative part. But I think for the most part, it starts as a fitness component. Um, so, yeah, you can just um, start learning, like I said, the basics and building into it. And don't overdo it at the beginning because jump rope is one of those things where you don't really realize that you're maybe overdoing it when you first start, especially if you're getting a jump successfully. You're like, okay, I got to go for 10 minutes. It's like, wait, your first day, that's actually really a lot. And so we, we want to make sure that we're preventing injuries and kind of building into it. Um, it's, it's almost like learning how to, to read and immediately reading a book, right? So you right. kind of want to go page by page, then chapter by chapter. And it's, it's really quite the same in jump rope. So when you're first starting out, I would say stick to, you know, 30 seconds at a time. Um, don't go really too much more than that. Don't do 10 minutes of solid jump rope when you're first going. Maybe just do three to five sets of 30 seconds. And then, you know, slowly take a day off and then come back into it and build into it until you're kind of going into that goal, of whether it's fitness or learning new skills. Because that's the great thing about it was you were mentioning that you have to build up your tendons. You have to build up your your structural frame to get used to it because, you know, I mean, you can be like, I'm six foot three. Oh, it's going to be a big impact on the knees. It's going to be a big impact on like the the bulk of me landing. And I like that, that you even, you remember to cover those sorts of things. And, you know, when you're learning a new trick, I mean, the rope seems to spin at a God foreseen speed. How do you even <laughs> slow it down to make the rope turn automatic, but also see yourself from a higher level so you can understand what your body's doing? So you can bring your leg in and not just tie yourself up in midair. Is it a way? Is it a good way of learning this to like slow it down? Do you use like these practice ropes that that you very, very affordably advertise on your website? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, TorqueRopes.com. Um, so I always tell people to start out with a beaded rope because it it gives you a lot of of feedback. You have the visual feedback of the colorful beads; they're a bit thicker in the rope. Um, you have that auditory feedback when the beads hit the ground or even as they kind of fly past your ears. Um, you have that tangible feedback because there is quite there's a bit of weight on that mm. rope. But I never really encourage weighted ropes unless you're just trying to build muscle or just do regular jumps. I don't encourage weighted ropes because they really change the technique. And and when it comes to jump rope, you're doing so many jumps. So that's an opportunity to develop technique quite quickly. But the, the hard part of that is that you can develop bad habits very easily as well. So from the, the front yeah. end, that's why I really encourage people to go the tutorials first. Just get that basic jump rope technique. Um, you know, go into those arm swings where you're not, you're not even jumping over the rope yet. You're just working on swinging your arm. I know it sounds so basic, but there's really important technique points that you can just hit from the beginning so that all those hundreds of jumps that are going to follow are going to be on point instead of developing those bad habits. And that's where that, you know, um, control and efficiency comes in. Um, especially you're saying like the impact, especially if someone may be taller is going to be more than someone shorter, but it's really about the technique. So if you're jumping super high and you have poor landing form, that jump is a lot de detrimental versus if you have the proper form, you're landing light and low, 
your, your body is only benefiting from this activity versus becoming injured. So really work on those technique point, points from the very beginning to get off to a really nice start into whatever avenue you decide to do when you have that rope in your hand. <laughs> I love it. I mean, because in your videos, you talk, you like while you're doing your collaborations with other, like other sports players, etc. Yeah. Um, like Holly Holmes, you'll show her like when the rope's here and you just a visual cue and you'll, you'll give people sensory feedback to what to look out for. And you're like, Ah, I see what she mean. You know, you just have a yeah. bit more, a bit play with it, and you're okay. And you do slowly build up the skills. But has there been a trick that you've really struggled with that that's really kind of grinded at you, and you've managed it? What kind of what did you learn about learning and skill development at that stage? Yeah, I mean, there's tricks that have taken me years to get, and a lot of that is just jump rope is so progressive. So I probably wasn't ready to learn this skill. I had other things that I needed to learn or to, to build before doing that. And of course, also jump rope has such a variety of movements. So you don't have to have a ton of upper body strength to be able to jump, but then we have moves that do require that. Mm-hmm. So it's not every move, but there are specialized moves. And so I think a lot of those specialty moves, whenever you try to create or make something new, those can really take a long time, especially if they haven't been done before, because you know, you have to figure out, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to, to strengthen or, or practice or build into to be able to do this skill? So I've definitely had skills that have taken me many, many years or um, even to kind of come up with took me a lot of years. So there's like the Terminator. I do a backward roll and I push into a handstand. So I go, I'm upside down. You do. I, I go, yeah, just casually, um, no, I push up into a handstand. Um, and I had always done this skill when I, so even when I was little. And so I tried to make this point of like making a signature skill. So I always do this in a routine, but each year I make it a little different. I make it a little more difficult. So I'll push up and I'll um, come out and across. So my arms are like this. I'll push out and then I'll go back onto my hand. So trying to make it different. Um, and so it kind of developed into this thing where I was like, okay, I started pushing up and going onto one arm. I was like, how can I create a different skill here? Um, so I played around with like, if I put the handle behind my knee and I grab it with my knee, what can I do with that? So I can push up with one arm. I grab the rope and come. So, so that skill I could not have done at all, like right off the bat. It took really a lot of development and strengthening in that skill of being able to do that. And so really, this is the, the really cool thing about jump rope is that there's all these little skills that add together. So you can have all of these little wins, these little progressions that kind of add into being able to do this bigger skill. And then a bigger skill, and then making it more and more difficult, putting it into a sequence. There's really just no ceiling when it comes to like what you can create and come up with. And the other special thing is that everyone kind of has their own style. So how I do the skill can be really different from how you might do the skill. And this is really really cool thing. Or how you combine skills might be different from how the next person will will put skills back to back. So so everyone kind of has their own style, their own like of language or way of speaking jump rope rather i love it i love the passion as well it's i mean i've interviewed uh, viola brand who um is viola loves cycling and yeah. she does her she does artistic <laughs> cycling and it's like it's like that it's the you can put your own skill your own kind of flavor your own be your own personal touch to it you know the tricks are your own style so how do you start creating a routine how do you take such creative like because to some people it might seem a series of moves but you make this kind of beautiful like scene of 
your flow. It's almost like you're talking through the you know, the tricks you're doing. Where does that, that creativity nice. come from, and how do you start creating it? You know, because the things you do from on Ellen to the mm-hmm. to all these like competition shows is completely different to the you know the halftime shows you give. And yeah. how how do you <laughs> talk to your audience if in a weird way of saying it? Yeah, oh, that's such a it's there's a there's a lot of complexity there. So. For one thing, it's taken so much practice to get to that point of being able just to know the rope, to know, you know, how I'm going to move the rope, like the things that I want to do. Years and years of practice and mini movements and, and experimenting with different jumps, for sure. That's a huge part of it. Um, I feel like if I'm if if I'm going to kind of present jump rope to someone, I'm thinking about what I want them to see from what I'm about to do. So in a competition, it's going to be quite different. Like, like you said, like in a competition, you have a um, very specific amount of time to do your hardest skills as perfect as possible um, with the best technique you possibly can. So how I'm approaching that is quite different from how I'm approaching um, a group of kids who I want to hopefully inspire or encourage them to pick up a rope. I'm going to do things that maybe they can relate better to. Like they probably can't relate to me having the rope go four times around myself, landing on my hands, the crossed in a funky way. Like it's really cool, but there's so many technicalities there that might not get caught in, you know, in a competition versus um, when you're in a performance or a show where um, I get to really kind of bring this fun style to jump rope so that people also are feeling that fun, that enjoyment whenever I'm doing it. So, so that's kind of how I start to approach doing different routines for different things. Um, I have, of course, my favorite skills that I always love to do. Like I love to flip. So I love back flips. I love front flips. I, I love, you know, this type of power movement and acrobatics. So I, I always want to try to get those in there if I can. Um, and then I think people can see them because jump rope moves so quickly. So a skill isn't even a second long, you know, you can do like four skills in one second. And so it's, it's quite difficult to catch, but I, I like doing the the acrobatics because I pe- think people can really see what's going on with the rope and with my body. Um, but yeah, and then and then music is another huge component of that, like feeling the song and the style that's there and, and creating my movements to also go with with the song that's that's being played or that I get to choreograph to. And I really love this component. Choreography is one of my favorite things. So being able to decide the direction of, of where this is going to go is also a huge part of, of that creation. Because I love that answer. I mean, I love the fun that you have while you're doing it. And you can see these kind of like, it's all well thought out. And it's like, mm. you know, that your TikToks where you backflip and, you know, you're, <laughs> you're doing all these like little speed bursts and then it's like different tricks and people are commenting and then you're making videos of that. So you're having fun as well. So you're yeah. having this enjoyment from it. Where does the... Like when you're doing it, it does seem insane the way you can hold, like, control your breath and smile through it all. I mm. breathe out my arse when I'm doing my jujitsu <laughs> warm ups. How on earth do you keep, like, you know, are you taught to, like, I've used box breathing, you know, where you count to four or hold the breath, mm. count to four, etc. For stress, how do you learn to breathe initially to get to the point you can actually skip for this long? Never mind throw tricks and backflips yeah. and all that. <laughs> Well, I, I really go back to that practice component. Right? I've done it for a long time. And there are times when maybe I've had to take a break from an injury and I come back and I am out of breath. And there are some videos where I'm really working really hard on the sequence because um, 
you know, it's not quite efficient when I do it at the beginning. It's a new sequence. My my body's still getting used to the order of the movements or the, what I'm trying to do. So I also go through this phase um, where it's it's not easy. It's not difficult. And my goal is hopefully to to make a video where you can't see <laughs> all of that that process. But then I love to post. I have a few fail videos on my page, and hopefully that gives the viewers a little bit of insight into like my journey. <laughs> to get the video because believe me i go through loads of failures and um i actually really enjoy this part of the process because i learn so much and um each each video i feel like every single video i've made on my page i have a story for this or i know the journey that i went through to to make this really small creation but something that like is really special to me because like when you're doing things like you know jumping over in a fire rope and you know or you're like doing all these sort of insane challenges and stuff like that you know you're you're learning how to also be a showman as well you know you're learning how to portray um a character up on the stage do you Mm -hmm. think these kind of things work you know on these shows like ellen and all that has that made you a better jump roper because it's it's given you more of a sense of style as much as learning your tricks. You can now, I don't oh, want to say yeah. show womanship, sorry, a bit more. Yeah. That. So showmanship, show womanship. Love it. Um, yes, for sure. That's, that's a really great observation. Um, I did grow up competing and that once again, that's a very different world. We're not really, we, we want to make skills look presentable and technically correct. Um, but that's a very different type of jump rope. And um, so I, as I've gotten more into performances and, um, have developed that part of my craft. It's been really wonderful to be able to experiment with with different ways to portray um, the activity that I'm doing, or or bring out my character, or my character, or whatever it is that, that I'm in the show at the time um, trying mm. to display. And this is really really fun for me because it's not just jump rope at that point. You know, it's it's bringing in this whole other component of things, um, and then doing it with what I love to do. Um, so definitely, there is um a whole other side to that that presentation aspect and and being able to really present what i'm doing and it's really fun like i really love this part (laughs) so while you're creating and you're doing these amazing things when what else do you do to become the athlete that you are to become the the awesome ambassador that you're i mean do you because you seem to utilize sort of dance through your your jumping as well. You you know you've got a video about your exercises that you do with and without the rope to like to build and warm up. Mm-hmm. What what else goes into like? Do you have a, a range of skills for hand eye coordination? Do you do gymnastics, skipping, mm-hmm. dancing? Okay. What what else makes you you? Yeah, I mean predominantly I, I jump rope. I spend a lot of time with the rope um, because that's really where my joy is coming from. Um, I Love did it. grow up um, developing, you know, gymnastics and acrobatic skills. Um, I didn't grow up dancing, but I really have found that um, I love to dance <laughs> and have gotten to do this in a lot of shows. And so being able to bring that component in um, now that I feel like I can kind of call myself more of a dancer has been really fun. Um, so looking for inspiration from, um dance is is a huge part of it now as well and that's also a new component to jump rope because you you wouldn't really see this in competition um we don't really score skills like that so um it's kind of created a new avenue of of using the rope or these dance skills um so that's definitely um another thing that you can do with the rope that's an activity that i i like to do Um, music is also a really big one so um like i grew up playing the piano i learned the banjo as well um, tiny bit of violin, 
um, I really love music and, and feeling that music and, and um, trying to bring that through with my drum rope as well, because to me, the drum rope is like an instrument. So it's, it's kind of going along with, with the songs and, and that type of thing. So it's, those are all really places I find inspiration and pull from to, to create. I love it. You're using it as like a you're a multifaceted star. You're you're using the jump rope as a sort of tool to express yourself. I, lo- I love yeah. that kind of approach. Yeah. <laughs> would do you think you would have always gone down this road? Would you have competed as much because you got into it originally and your mom was interested and she did she not a judge and she had taken you to competitions and you know wow. she, you always the camera pans to her and some of your challenges and you can just see how proud of you she is. Would you do you think you were always going to go down this road, or did your mom being sort of involved help you? Do you think? I mean, my mom is awesome and super supportive, and she, she was certainly likes it. Yes, yeah, my my whole family is. Um, but you know, she was always there to help me with kind of whatever I was I was needing, as long as she saw me put in the work, um, which is a really great way to approach things. So she saw how much I love jump rope. And, and so she started getting involved as far as learning how to coach and judge. Um, and she kind of developed into the sport in that way. And then, you know, she also fell in love with the sport. So she became a coach of, you know, I was, I was graduated and she is continuing to be a coach to help the next generation. And I, I think this is really, really wonderful that she has all of these skills that, that she even learned um, as far as coaching and, and sharing the sport. And she can do that. And now she's also the sec, uh, co-secretary general of our international federation. Awesome. So she works to help. Yeah, she's awesome. She works to help other countries grow. Um, and this is so cool because that means that my mom and I have really grown up in the sport of jump rope together. Mm. She's using her strength and, and, and I'm getting to use mine as well. Um, so I think it's always been something that we've shared. Like we got to travel the world together and this was really special. So the rope has kind of always connected us in that way. Um, yeah. And so my mom is is also part of the jump rope life. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's when I've seen like how involved she had become. I was like, that shows somebody like it's a passion that you can share. And I love how mm-hmm. when you look at your comments on YouTube, people are saying, "I started skipping. You know, I started sorry, yeah. I started jump roping because of you. I started competing. I've given it a shot because of you. And to see you inspiring the next generation and inspiring the current ones." and your mom's getting involved, you know, it's fantastic the level that you're going to. But how do you have a preference to doing the shows that you're doing compared to competing? Will competing always be your first yeah. love? That's a hard question. I mean, I, I've always had that competitive spirit, and um, I love that challenge for, for myself, really. Um, but I think it's it's a different type of love that's come with the performing part. Um, like, like I also find that challenge for myself to create something new or something different, or, um, I have an idea that I really want to fulfill. Um, so finding how to make that happen. Um, and that relates a lot to the competitive side side, actually, like I really wanted to beat my, my personal record. I really wanted to do, to get these skills to have in competition this year. So I, I actually feel that, um, through the, the performance side as well and, and making these new creations. But I think the most important thing and, and, this really comes with sharing the sport is when you see you know a child pick up a jump rope for the first time and and they get a skill and they're so happy I think this is like really kind of what keeps you going and so I feel this on stage um when I'm when I'm performing and I am trying to to bring to express that joy and bring that to the audience and when I can see that that's really um, a moment that I strive for 
um, with, with each jump that I'm taking. So these are really important um, moments because when I'm really tired, you know, maybe we're at the last show of the week, it's during the holidays, so we're performing so much. You know, I'm, I'm always thinking about, okay, there's somebody in the audience who has never seen this or, you know, I have this responsibility to, to, to bring a really positive light to jump rope or give them a positive experience with that. And so that really kind of keeps me going even um, when things are feeling extra hard or extra challenging. So I think there's just this mix of that kind of competitive sphere that's always in me and being able to, to bring that into the performance side. And I, I really find kind of the best of both worlds in that. It's really hard not to smile along with you because just you're so passionate about it, and it's like, you know, it, once you see you in a competition, you're like, or a, like one of your presentations, you're like, this is amazing, and I want to give this a shot, and you can see the wee kids picking up the ropes, desperate to give it a go as well, and it must be so like fulfilling to see the the impact you have on other people. Oh, yeah. but when I mean, we noticed the the competitiveness, you know, when I think was it the triple under challenge, and yeah. you you had. <laughs> chased that record and you didn't get it so you went back hard for it got the record but then you weren't really happy with what you did so you went back and smashed it again is that the <laughs> do you think that side of you is always going to be there is that the side of you that makes you so accomplished at the sport yeah i mean yeah for sure there's always that that component of of pushing myself um but i think that's that's also like important to understand what what my reason is or what my goal is um because it's always well, I think it's important rather that it, it needs to be about um, my, like my personal goal. So I'm not mm -hmm. there to really beat the next person. Like I'm there to to do my best and, and um, push myself in that way because you can you can never control what other people do, but you can only hope that other people are doing the same to, to help to help themselves feel that that fulfillment. Um, so I think that's really always been a really important goal of mine is not to worry about other people. I'm not there for that. I'm there to, to get my goals and, and try to do the best that I can do. And then hopefully be able to inspire other people to find that also within themselves. And, and that approach, keeping that in mind has been a really, I think, healthy way for me to, to continue jumping rope and um, be able to compete as I, as I've gone. I love how you, you utilize like intrinsic motivation. You know, you're not looking to external like, oh, I want to I want to beat her because she beat me a lot. You know, you're thinking, how can I challenge myself? What do I personally want to accomplish? Not, oh, well, I just want to beat them because, you know, I and mean, it's like intrinsic um, goals are so much better, in my opinion, than external ch yeah. motivation. Um, do you have a sort of mindset ritual? Because when you know you're going in and you're going to have to do six minutes of triple unders or you're going into high stake competition, yeah. how on earth do you get yourself ready for that? Because the thought of it uh, is terrifying. Yeah. How do you do it? To be honest, I don't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, oh, man, here we go. Six minutes. Um, that's not at all at my, in my mind. Uh, first of all, it starts with training. So you never want to approach a competition feeling underprepared. I mean, I've, I've done that before and that's a horrible feeling. So it really starts from those hours and months and years even spent in the gym training to prepare yourself as best as you possibly can. Um, and then there's a, a bit of component of like, once you're there, whether or not you feel that you are prepared or not, you're there. And so you got to take, you know, the best advantage of the situation and you know, different things can happen. I've been at competitions where I get really sick or, you know, my rope breaks on the floor and that's really unnerving and um, things happen. So you just, 
try to prepare yourself the best that you possibly can leading up to that so that whatever goes wrong that day, you can feel like you can handle it confidently or, or kind of tackle whatever that challenge is. And sometimes it makes it more fun because like knowing all of all of what you put into that journey and all that work that you put in, um, you know, hopefully you're getting a positive result. You're, you're doing the best that you could have done. Um, and that's a really, really rewarding process because the other end of that feeling like um, you didn't give it your all on the floor or leaving a competition really feeling like um, it wasn't the best that you could do. That's really not a good feeling it's, and it's lasting. And, and I want to try to avoid that at all costs. So I'm not really thinking about how difficult this is about to be. I'm just thinking about let's do the best that we possibly can. Let's take advantage of the moment that I have because I won't have this moment again. And hopefully I've done everything that I can leading up to this moment and then enjoy it. Like it's going to be hard. I already know that. So let me just enjoy this part of life where there's a struggle and let's see what happens. No, it's good. It's time for a quick break. There are millions of potential products to buy, so how do you know which ones are worth your hard-earned money? Simple. You go to nextlevelguy.com affiliates and explore those that will transform and improve your life. You'll find deals, listener exclusives, and special offers with some great companies. Recommendations are 100% honest and only on items Ian has tried or believes in. The companies showcased will make you a better man in all areas of your life. Simply go to nextlevelguy.com slash affiliates and level up. No, it's, it's a great way. I mean, a lot of top performers, I find, you know, they feel the fear. A lot of them name it, you know, and say, ah, not today, Thomas or whatever. Because <laughs> by naming the emotion, it doesn't really have the power over you. So then yeah. they just go, ah, cool. well, you know, I'm gonna, it's here anyway. I'm going to go do it anyway. And like you're saying, it's the intrinsic i want to go and achieve what i want i want to give my all i'm not worrying about what they do i can't control what they're doing so i'm going to do it so how are these competitions like scheduled you know because you seem to there's a video of you doing as a triple unders and you can't even see the rope you're moving it that fast then there's ones <laughs> where you're you're doing tricks and things like that how are competitions set up how are they graded you know is are these sort of worldwide yeah that's a really good question so since social media has really exploded the last couple of years, like obviously there haven't been a lot of in-person jump rope competitions. So there's not a lot of that that I've been able to really show on my social media, um, which I'm hoping to be able to do um, over the next year or two is, is show more of that component of things so that people can see it. Um, but yeah, we have multiple events within a single competition and that's how people can win multiple world titles, right? It's like track or swimming where you can compete in the 400, the 800, the 16. It's the mm. same in jump rope. Um, so we have, you know, 30 seconds of speed. So it's as fast as you can. We have three minutes. We have the triple unders. Sometimes we have the double unders. Um, you have those solo events, but we also have two-person, three-person, four-person events. Um, double dutch is another huge component of what we do. So that's the two people turning two ropes and then someone in the middle. So we do speed jumping with this. Um, we have freestyle events where it's like all the, the crazy skills that you can do. Um, and then we also have that, you know, solo duo, four people, double dutch. Um, so there's there's all types of different events. We always say that there's something for everyone in jump rope, whether you want to actually jump, whether you want to turn, whether you want to do solo, whether you want to do team. There's really always a way that anyone for any reason can get involved or wants to get involved. Um, but yeah, so we have 
our international federation, um, International Jump Rope Union. IJRU.sport is the website, and there's loads of information there about national governing bodies. And, um, you know, if you're interested in, in getting into competitive jump rope, look for that national federation within your own country. And, um, you know, there's, there's local clubs that fall under that. I know, like, I grew up in West Virginia, so I grew up on a, a jump rope team there. We started a jump rope team at Ohio State, my university. So there's all kinds of jump rope programs. And if you don't have one in your area, I mean, there's a really good opportunity to start one or just, you know, start following the tutorials like I, I was saying earlier to kind of get started and see if it's something that you want to pursue. No, it's awesome. It's, I love how there's a wide variety of it and there's a lot of different yeah. skills and avenues to, to compete to it. Do you have a, a preference and do you prefer individual to, you know, multi-team <laughs> sports? I mean, it's real like the best part of jump rope is sharing it with other people. So mm. double dutch is always one of the most fun events. It really is because you know there's so many more things that you can do because there's three people and sometimes four people and there's two ropes. So that means you're not always having to hold physically a jump rope. So that opens a whole other avenue for skills that you can involve while jumping or vice versa. You don't always have to be jumping off the ground. So you can be holding a jump rope but not have to actually leave the ground. And so that's a whole other variety of skills. And then when you have three people and these two ropes, there's just so much explosion for creativity. Um, and it's just really fun to be able to share that with your teammates. And of course, in the competition setting, when you've spent hours and years in the gym together, um, being able to share those moments on the floor are extra special because these are really like your closest friends <laughs> that you know, every, you know everything about one, one another. And you've got to trust each other if you're whipping yeah, up the, exactly. the blasting each other. <laughs> exactly. Lots of, lots of trust. Because <laughs> when you see it, you know you're kind of watching it, going, "How on earth do they plan?" You know, it just seems like <laughs> limbs flying, body, but you can see the control in it as well. Yeah. And I love in one of your videos you talk about like experiencing the small wins. You know, focusing on the small gains of improving mm -hmm. yourself as you go. Yeah, how how would you advise somebody to use that method as they're learning, like they're a complete newbie, um, you know, somebody that's jumped rope for the first time? How can yeah. we utilize the small wins philosophy yeah, for success? The small win philosophy. Well, I think we experience that in all aspects of our life. You know, we went through school. You didn't start from kindergarten and go to twelfth grade, right? You had to go through not. all of these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be really impressive. But the same the same thing happens in jump rope. Like you have to graduate onto the next skill. So it's really progressive. Um, so yeah, I think it's about not, you know, biting off more than you can chew. And that's where I was saying when you first pick up a jump rope, the first thing you should not be doing is a double under. And a lot of people, especially in like CrossFit, they pick up a rope and they're like, Can I do double unders today? It's like, wait a second. There's all of these other things that you can learn so that when you approach the double under, you're gonna be successful. And it's going to go really well. And, you know, that's just part of jump rope. So um, I think, yeah, like focusing on those, those small technique points, really going through tutorials. Um, I have loads of those for beginners to follow along. Um, yeah, that that's always like the best way to start. No, I mean, it's, it's certainly a, a lot of like trial and error, trial and error. I noticed like when I started skipping, you know, I, or yeah. jumping, it was that kind of you catch your feet, you're a bit sore. How do you build your kind of, not just so much your mind, but how do you build your body to recover from this? Mm -hmm. You know, because, I mean, do you, yeah. like you're saying earlier, is it short, sharp bursts of it? Do you <laughs> strengthen your legs? Do you strengthen your hips, your knees for the impact? 
like to get used to jumping up and down so much how what else do you do like yeah. do you use weights etc um well I'll, i'm gonna back up one second you made a really good point about like kind of these little failures and i see failures as actually really positive things um mm. so whenever i say that I, I actually look at it really positive and jump rope is like you're gonna have lots of failures yeah. so i think it's actually a really great tool teacher um especially for for kids to learn like yeah okay you messed up do it again like that's it yeah. you have no choice like you well, didn't go well to learn from it. <laughs> yeah like that's how you're gonna sore. learn yeah, exactly. And so I think it's actually really great of a learning tool for, for this type of mindset through all of life, jump rope or not, um, because we do have so many skills and they do work progressively and you're not going to get it first try. I fail all the time. And that's kind of what I'm trying to show on my Instagram when I post those fail videos is, yeah, here's my result. I got this video. I'm really proud of this video, but here's the behind the scenes of everything that led to this moment. And um, I was rolling on the floor. I was tripping. I was falling. I was making lots of mistakes. Sometimes getting injured, which I try to avoid, but it can happen. And um, that's just a part of life. <laughs> um, so what do I do from that is I, I analyze, well, where was my weakness and how can I improve that? And I think that's where kind of the strengthening component comes into, like, um, especially from the competition side, I'm working a lot on getting stronger. So that's a lot, you know, of cross training. So I'm doing a lot of kind of similar to what CrossFitters do at a different type of level, obviously, um, but really focus on like what I'm needing to get from that that extra power, that extra strength when it comes to the fast twitch, but also the explosiveness um, through my legs. And um, I'm not so focused on, you know, any type of um, push pull within my upper body. It's it's more about stabilization and, and core sta stability. Um, so that's where a lot of my focus within exercising um, is going to be. And then there's always that balance between, you know, um, staying uh, um, springy with jump rope because you want to have those that springiness within your muscles, but also a bit of flexibility because I want to be able to do some skills that require flexibility, whether that's backhand springs or back bends or, or splits, these types of skills. So it's always kind of finding that balance um, when it comes to training of not um, over overdoing the muscle um, so it's too tight and, and keeping that flexibility in it as well to reduce um, injury. I love it, like how you just make it sound so easy, and it, but it's enthusiasm. Yeah. Do you <laughs> think? <laughs> do you think it helped that you started when you were younger? Because as a kid, you don't realize it's fun. You don't realize mm -hmm. how off-putting, like maybe learning to backflip or skipping might be as an adult. You know, you had that fun. You know, it it was fun rather than scary. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, that's not to say that there weren't skills that scared me. Like, like when I first started doing a backflip, I was very scared. Um, it took it took a lot of fight to get through that. And that was um, actually a big part of my jump rope journey was like getting over that fear. And, um, you know, that's a very normal thing. And there were other skills that also have been very scary and still are, especially as you get into the more advanced jump rope skills. Um, they become riskier. You're doing harder things. Um, there are more ways that you can mess up and get seriously injured. So um, I would say that that fear never ends as far as, as challenging yourself to do something more difficult. Um, I mean, as far as when I was starting it as a little kid, I just feel super lucky that I found it that early in life. Um, I think even if I were older and I would f had found it, I would have still fallen in love with it just like I did. And I always try to to go back to that feeling of when I first shell jump rope when I was a little girl. And that's um, a huge part of what keeps me going today um, because 
believe me, there are times when I do not love jump rope. Like I've been in the gym, I've been frustrated, things weren't going well, I wasn't getting skills. I went through periods where I wasn't getting better or faster. And, um, you know, it's, it's, that's very normal. That's a, a normal, like, kind of relationship that can happen. Um, but ultimately, I always go back to that feeling of when I first saw jump rope, and I first fell in love with it. And, and what is what is that to me and try to get back to jump rope and, and find that love again within the activity. Um, so I, I just feel more lucky that I found it when I was a little kid. Um, I think there are actually a lot of advantages of coming into it later because um, a lot of, especially the adults that I see pick up jump ropes, they have really a, a unique insight into skills and creativity because within the sport, we're so stuck on how we progress through a jump rope program. You went from A to B to C and all these skills progress and this is how you did it, which is great because it gets people to a certain level. That's really the technical aspect of the sport. But when someone's older and maybe they were in dance or they were in other sports, they bring all of that experience of their movements into this new activity. And so it's kind of a fresh take on jump rope. So I, I really love to see um, adults or older kids pick up ropes and see what they do with it, how they choose to move the rope, because it will be unique. It will be their style. And um, I always think it's, it's really fun to see um, how they bring that into to using the rope. Because I love how like, you look such a natural on camera, but to know that you, like, even somebody who's done this for years, who's an ambassador, world champion, multiple times, you, like, you still fear, feel that fear and you go and do it. And, you know, you've done videos with, like, rugby players, like Holly Holmes. Yeah, you've done all these amazing videos. And you look such a natural. You look so confident. You're doing their workout. You're introducing them. You look like you're a natural on camera. And to know that you still feel that fear, it's probably going to be reassuring to a lot of people who are kind of taking up the sport and getting to, you know, that learning curve where they think, ah, I'm just no good at this. I can't go any further. To know a superstar in the sport still gets like that. It's probably so reassuring to them. I mean, you you were doing, um, I can't remember the, the actual competition, but you were learning to jump rope on, well, it's on fire. And you gave yourself, was it third degree burns? Yeah, now, yeah, that would have put a lot of people off. You went ahead, <laughs> got back on the horse, so to speak, and then set as many ropes on fire as you possibly could to get into it. How on earth do you just think? Is it does the fun of it take back over? Does the competitiveness that I want to achieve this? How did you reset and recalibrate yourself after something that could put, potentially put a lot of people off if they, it happened to them? Yeah, whew, that's. Um, I mean, that's tough to answer because t I, I I wasn't hung up on on that. Like that wasn't where my thought was. The thought was, well, first of all, I made a mistake, so I need to do better to to not mess you up. You whip like yourself with fire, and it's yeah, aqua. My mistake. <laughs> Don't do that again. I should, <laughs> so I need to be better. I need to practice more. Um, or just have been focused on a different area better. Um, so I just. I more of just sat and reevaluated what do I need to change? Mm. Um, I was never really stuck on, oh, I'm not going to do that again. I think that's that's a, a large part of, of wanting to fulfill something. Like I, I had this, um, this image, this creation that I wanted to make, and I wanted to find a way to, to create that and, and that experience. So when I wasn't able to do that because of my mistake or, or messing up or injury, then I wanted to find a, a way to be able to come back and make that happen, if that makes sense. So I, I wasn't really hung up on that or injuries in general. Um, 
I don't think they happen to prevent you from doing it necessarily. I think they happen to show you how to approach it differently um, or how to problem solve or, or still get your goal. It doesn't mean your goal has to change. It just means that maybe you need to, to find a different way to get there. Um, it's like going through a maze, right? Maybe that direction is, is um, a dead end and maybe you need to reevaluate, turn around and go a different way. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't get to the end of the maze. Hmm. That's a, that's a brilliant answer. And do you feel that fear when you're going on to Ellen, when you're going in to talk to kids, does it appear or is it because, does your passion mm. for the sport overtake it? Do you find like having to speak in front of an audience is scary or are you just becoming so used to it with the competitions now? Have you found a, a way to deal mm. with that pressure? I mean, I think there's always going to be a bit of nerves, um, but also excitement when it comes to things like this. I think that's that's actually really important that I, I get nervous for things like this um, because to me, that means it matters. Yeah. Like what I'm about to do in front of these people or, or say or present or even just talking in front of the kids, this matters. Um, and so I, I really want it to be, I think I get nervous because I want it to go really well. Like I want it to be a good experience for them. And that's actually a really good thing. Um, so I, I you know, sometimes when you get nervous and, and you think, oh, I want it to go away, um, I think it's better to embrace that and, and use that um, and, and bring it out in terms of the excitement that you want to get through to people or the passion that you want to share with them. So, yes, going on Ellen, I was incredibly nervous, um, but I was also really surprised. excited. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, of course, of course. But I was also just really excited. I was excited to get to share what I love to do. I was excited to meet this person. I was excited to to be in front of the audience and um, show jump rope to more people. Um, even if I'm going into a, a talk or a school show or anything like this, I'm just, I may be nervous, but I'm really excited um, for that opportunity. And I feel really lucky to be able to be in that position where I can do what I love um, each and every day and, and reach different people because of it. So like, does that come across in the same way when you're doing, say, like the triple under competitions, while you're, you know, mm. while your body's on fire, your muscles are aching, <laughs> what keeps you going again? Is it going back to the intrinsic motivation? You know, that you have a goal, that you have a dream that you yeah. want to achieve. You're not really caring what anybody else is doing. You're just dialed in on what you want to achieve. The same way you are when you go out, you want to give a good performance, a good representation of the sport. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty fair that it, it's kind of the same mentality, but then more intrinsic. So it's for myself. Um, so in that moment, uh, it's more about let's see what I can do today. Let's see. Um, let's let's see how I'm going to solve through this or fight through this or what I'm capable of. Um, and it's really yeah, intrinsically based in that way. It's hard. It's hard just watching it, but to imagine what you're going through. And you do it for like six, ten minutes, then you're doing multiple competition. You know, it's you yeah. do such phenomenal things, and you're like, you don't look like you've barely broke a sweat. And that's what I love that's about nice it. That's yeah. super nice to hear. Because you can Because <laughs> when you're watching on your competitions, and I think you had, um, you just come on, you've done some backflips, and people are like, whoa, she just skipped with a, a rope on fire. And you're like, just, just wait. You know, it was like, <laughs> You could see that moment. You loved the fact that you were inspiring so many people. Mm -hmm. But what, how do you build yourself? Like, how do you eat? Like, what habits have you built in? Diet, supplements, things like that. How do you keep in such great shape to be able to 
keep positive, keep motivated, especially with all the traveling, competitions, mm-hmm. etc. you do? Yeah, I mean, I won't lie, it's hard. Um, traveling so much, it's hard to keep a routine to follow. This is a really difficult part of life, actually. And with that, staying healthy, because we need routines to help keep us uh, healthy. Mm. Um, so this is a really difficult and constant battle, as is when you're performing and you're um, in a show that you're doing so many times a week and you're, you're exhausted, you're wearing your body. Um, it's really important to be paying attention closely to, to how your body's feeling, um, things that you might need to, to work on or strengthen. Um, this is really, really important component because you want to be able to work. Um, so you, so you want to prevent injuries as much as possible. So it's really kind of a constant battle. Um, I do prioritize um, nutrition and, and eating well. Um, I prioritize um, stretching and, and rolling out and foam rolling and making sure that I'm doing the PT things that I need. Um, and I share a lot of that on my Instagram as far as like, um, things that I do to help keep my shins strong, my, my calves strong, but also loose. Um, I have put a lot of that on Instagram or, um, sorry, on YouTube as well, as far as like my routine when I warm up. And a lot of that is also keeping the same routine. Um, so no matter what country I'm in or what time I'm doing a show or anything like this, I have my warm-up routine. And this is kind of a way that I can um, kind of – You sort of switch on to – Yeah, switch on to, to what I'm about to do, dial into the focus on on my show, on my performance, um, and disregard maybe the different stage or the different environment that I'm in and be able to still produce something strong. Because there are a lot of components, even in competition, that come into play. Um, your bed's different. You know, like I'm, I'm traveling around a lot, whether it's hotels, whether it's um, the apartments that I'm living in, um, whether it's, you know, before competition, just something so so small as like the bed that you're sleeping in is different. And this can can change how you wake up. This can change your day. So I think finding these routines that you can travel with you is actually really, really important. So I have my tools that I use, like I have my you know, head, head earbuds that I put in and I listen to, to my warm up song and I, I go through my exercises. I have my foam rolls that I use. I have my, um, my toe spacer products that I, I'm always using for rehab things. Um, keeping these routines as far as, you know, I wake up and I drink a glass of water. I wake up and I read something on my phone. Um, mm. You know, just these little things that that I can do no matter where I am has um, actually become really important as far as um, staying kind of grounded as far like in location, if that makes sense. No, it's it's. I love how analytical you are because it's like creating a home away from a home. You know, it's like you have this set up so that no matter where you are, you can be centered. You can find who you are and just go in and do your best because yeah. I was thinking it must be a nightmare changing time zones and traveling. And, you know, you, then you're off to competition when you were doing Circle Soleil, even I can't pronounce today. You know, you were doing all these amazing things, and it's like, how do you just mm-hmm. stay centered as a person? How do you get used to it? Because how do you, you know, it's bad enough explaining to somebody why you've got whip marks on your shins and things like that. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. So, I mean, it's um, like, does it, does it toughen up at all? <laughs> I mean, if you recently this summer, I was in a show and it was um, I was doing a lot of new things in the show. So it was just it wasn't just jump rope. I was a whole character. I was moving constantly. It was really high energy and really nonstop. Um, And the stage had a lot of different levels. And I I was doing this thing in the show. I didn't even notice it, but I bruised my legs really, really bad. And and I was doing it every day. So the bruises weren't going away. And um, 
yeah, I, I made a video because I was trying to avoid videos because the bruises were so bad, but it was summer and like I had the shorts on. And of course, in this video, like you can see the bruises. I got so many comments. I was like, don't worry. It's just like part of it and <laughs> part of the journey. Um, and that's just something that kind of happened. <laughs> it's just what ha sometimes happens. And um, yeah, it's hard to explain <laughs> it. I mean, when, when you start jujitsu, you get like grip marks where people have put like grabbed hold of your arms and yes. stuff like that and you see all the bruises where they put pressure in it's the same with your legs and you, mm -hmm. you don't want to wear shorts people think something's wrong something's happening yeah. to you you know and it's like it's okay um just in a couple okay. yeah i'll explain later you know it's it's do you do you find that the, the best part of it that kind of the fun that community of it you know like are you still yeah. do you still do circle soleil and all these sort of things yeah i mean i feel really lucky that i have um this amazing community that cares this much about me that's first of all really nice <laughs> so it's really sweet that people check in on me and give me the or even um whenever i'm working like this summer this year i've i've been working so much more because things have opened um which is great i get to perform do what i love um but i've had to cut down on some of the videos that I was doing. Um, and I get messages from people that are missing this. And this is never, I never expected that. And and so I feel really lucky that there are people that do miss my videos and, and want to mm -hmm. see more of that. Um, so I do feel a kind of a sense of, um, I feel this need to, to sometimes create more to help them keep going as well. Or the people that have messaged me um, that said they are now picking up and jumping rope and they've been doing this now for a year or two because of, of just seeing my page. This is so cool that I, I have the opportunity to um, hopefully help people in, in really positive ways. So I think these are the things that really keep you going when you're, when you're tired or I get those rope whip, whip marks and nothing's going right with the jump rope, but, mm. but there's other people that are feeling things are going right with the jump rope. And, and this is really, really cool part of the community. I really, I love, love all of them. Thank you guys for supporting me <laughs> and letting me do what I, I love. So you guys, can feel it too because your videos are very moorish you know you watch one and you think i'll watch another before you know it you've watched half your catalog <laughs> and you know it's i can see why and you draw people <laughs> in with your fun with the how motivational and inspiring you are and how you even can teach people such mind-blowing tricks and stuff and mm. i think also bringing in like again holy homes and all these sort of people you're sort of showing other people how they can incorporate it into their sport, how they can mm -hmm. build it into part of their thing. Do you think cross training, like you were talking about earlier, is a great thing that all athletes should be doing jump rope in some sort of method? Oh yeah, that's really um, great. I mean, I grew up, I, I always jump rope, but I also played soccer. I um, football, um, I ran track, I ran cross country. I did a lot of other sports and um, mm. th this jump rope always helped. Like I always found myself um, kind of an advantage in those sports, whether it was um, cardio endurance wise, whether it was um, just coordination, because jump rope really teaches both sides, right and left. So in, in football, I was really good at kicking with my left as well, and um, as well as my right. And this is really cool. So I think it's it's really helpful when it comes to teaching coordination and, and full body control and, um, you know, kind of that physical literacy and so I really love these athlete collabs, you know, with Billy Meeks, the rugby player. It was so cool because he was really quite good at jump rope and the sport translated quite well. And he said that they use jump rope as training. Same with Holly. Like she is quite good at jump rope because she uses that as training and it, it, it goes directly into her sport, which is really, really cool. 
I loved how, like, while you're watching the videos, some of them are like really surprised at how good your skills were, like yeah. how you were you were hitting the mitts well, how you were throwing the ball, and they were like, "What?" And you can see how just that skill sets from your competitions, etc., passes on to yeah. other sports. And yeah. I, I know there'll be so many athletes thinking, "I need to try this. This looks awesome." So if we if we had to sort of sell it, which I don't think you're going to have to, because I know there's so many people just now listening, how do you want them to start? You know, um, what would you say to somebody on the fence just now? If you had to sell jump rope to them, what would oh you say? Oh, my gosh. I mean, at the, the top of everything for me is always the joy, the joy of, of challenging yourself, the joy of learning something new, the joy of, of being able to um, find – uh, fun in an exercise. So to me, mm. I think the best selling point to jump rope is the joy that it brings to people. Um, and, and how you feel that joy is, is unique to each person. So whether it's um, jump rope helps your sport that isn't jump rope, you know, that's a joy. That's a positive thing that it can bring to your life, whether it, it helps improve your physical fitness or um, being able to, to go longer or um, you love, you know, just jumping to music in the gym um, and that's the joy that you find or whether you love to to jump rope with your little one or share that with with other kids or, or jump rope with other people. Like I think no matter what you're looking for, joy is at the top of that and that can be different for everybody, but ultimately that's what it comes down to. So pick up a rope and, and find that joy or even the joy of just challenging yourself. Like it's going to be hard, but you're going to feel it when you finally get that skill that you've been working on. Because you've built this juggernaut of a channel. You know, you're changing, inspiring so many people to take part. You're showing how it can be utilized in different sports. But A, has there been a favorite collab that you've done? Like um, any particular mm. one that blows you away? Maybe, I don't know how you want to answer that uh, for future ones. And B, how do you want to grow your channel? How do you want to continue this like selling of the sport to encouraging people to get in to becoming a global ambassador for it how do you mm. how would you like it to the carry on as well as winning the 32nd 33rd 34th etc <laughs> competitions well um those are two hefty questions so collab wise um so on my my torqueropes.com website, I actually have a little blog. I don't know if I probably need to promote it more, um, where I kind of talk about each of the collabs that I've done on YouTube and the experience and, and what it was like working with that athlete. Um, I mean, I really loved meeting Holly Holm because I she's been a huge inspiration to me. So that in itself was just a dream to be able to, to collab with her, meet up, jump rope with her. She was the sweetest um and we had really such a fun time like we didn't want to stop um during the I'd shoot i'd love to get her on the show she looked yeah <laughs> yeah she i mean she's really that is an athlete to be inspired by and um yeah. i love what a strong woman she is um so this was a huge thing because i had been a huge fan of her for a while i also really loved collaborating with chloe bruce the um she's a martial artist from the uk um because yeah. And I, I Is that the one with the thumbnail then, with the leg just like that? Yes. Like straight up. She is yeah. incredible. <laughs> she is one of the sweetest people. And her talent is just amazing. And she has such a good attitude and mentality. And um, I was looking forward to that session with her because um, I'd been following her on, on social media for a while. And I just thought she was so cool. But then meeting her in person and, and um, how the, the interaction went, it was really like she made me – 
when I left, I felt so inspired. Um, and yeah. I think it takes really special people to be able to do that. Um, so I really love this collab. Um, oh, all of them have been so good. I, I really enjoyed working with Billy, the rugby guy, because he was just so down to earth and just like really cool to work with. Um, really fun person. Um, well, maybe, exp- maybe expand really it. Cool How would you, anyone that you would like to collaborate with that you haven't oh, yet? There's also so many of those. Um, have Thor um, Bjornsson, the strongman. That would be amazing. Yeah, I re- like, really want to jump rope. He jumps rope. That's the thing. Is I know he jumps, and I know he's quite good. And so I would love to collab with him. I think it would be really fun. I think it would be really funny. <laughs> I think we could both learn a lot of moves together. Um, so that's definitely a goal um, that I, I want to make happen. Do you have oh. any pull there? <laughs> you have the I, connection. I, I think I will try to say that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and how, before you, you know, take on the mountains and win, how do you, <laughs> how do you want to expand your, like, your brand? How do you want to take mm. this further? Is it just going to be a side hustle that you enjoy doing, or are you going to use this now as the goal to inspire all the little kids who? maybe you're thinking they want to get a sport but they're not sure what's for them you're going to inspire people to get back into shape and things like that what's the overall goal for you do you think i know it's a big question I mean, but the overall goal is to, to um i mean you know i i do it because i love it and mm. and ultimately like as much as i love helping other people jump rope and everything like ultimately it's what brings me joy so um leading with that that's always the goal is to find to be happy um and do what i I love and what makes me happy um all it's like the the large picture goal is to always just keep inspiring people um how i do that is is kind of those questions and um i do have some projects up my sleeve that i'm like not quite ready to talk about um but i i'm kind of constantly creating and and, um following different routes and and hopefully making new ways and and to reach new people and innovate that way and that's really exciting it can be really scary but also makes it um really fun and in the end um with the result it it always makes it really worth it because i know the journey that it took to get there so i'm just excited to to keep bringing jump rope to new people well, you're definitely one of those people you mentioned earlier where you said, you know, they're special people who inspire and motivate. I mean, you know, I could listen to you talk for hours. You know, you're, you've got me smiling. You've got me wanting to try it. You know, I'm so glad we made the connection. And I mean, I know it's been an hour and I can't believe it feels like five minutes. Oh, but wow. Okay. For, until we <laughs> yeah. can get around two in and get you involved in other stuff as well. How, what do you want people to take from this? What what do you want them to to remember or to mm. to think about or do from this interview? Well, first and foremost, pick up a jump rope. Everybody, pick up a jump rope. Torquerope.com. Torquerope.com. Go there now and then go to the YouTube and follow all my instructions. Um, I mean, okay, maybe jump rope isn't your thing. Um, so I hope that you can find ways that you find that enjoyment or or joy and whatever it is that that you do or or whatever is going to inspire you and if you haven't found that i would encourage you to keep looking or or don't give up on that because um it's out there and i found it in jump rope um but there's a number of other ways that it can manifest to bring that positivity to your life as well i love it i love how like you're so passionate about it and there's so much there like your channel is a godsend for anybody wanting to learn there's such 
amazing things you do and you know you're kicking ass you're taking names but you're having fun with a smile <laughs> keep doing you because you're achieve, you know you're encouraging so many people and achieving so much but for people who want to find you who want to follow you on social media follow yes. you know buy a rope preferably <laughs> what how do we keep track of you how do we find you on social media on instagram your website etc yeah instagram my name is snorry b s-n-o-r-i-b um okay quick little story about that <laughs> um i did not snore growing up but uh, my parents got me a pillow that said snorry on it so it's like snoring plus tori snorry um and i was in this like interview that all my friends saw and in the background i was being interviewed in front of the pillow so everyone started calling me snorry so then I, when i made my instagram i made it snorry b so tori boggs is the the b um and it just kind of grew and then I didn't expect my Instagram to take off. And as it did, I was like, well, it's a little late to like change my name on here. <laughs> so I kept Snorri because it's just nostalgic and it's it's really fun and it's a There's nothing a nice wrong with snoring. Yes. It's not as like <laughs> my my ex would yeah. have murdered me, but we'll, we'll go to that. <laughs> Snores are fine too. Um but yeah, that's where that came came from. Snorri B. Um then like TikTok, I'm Tori Boggs. Um Facebook, Toy Bogs, like toybogs.com. You can find me there. Jump ropes, torque ropes.com. I mean, there's a whole other branding story behind that, but you'll get to that from my Instagram as well. And then I'm really excited for my YouTube channel because I'm, I'm posting a lot of longer videos there where I go through explanations and workouts and skill tutorials. Um, so you'll just, you'll find me there under Toy Bogs as well. Well, that's it for another week, and thank you for listening. It's now time to take what you've learned and use it to develop and enhance your life with the key points mentioned. Listen, try it, embrace it, use it, and crush it. Now's your time to hit that next level in your life. If you liked this episode, then please leave a comment on the show notes or a review of the show on your podcast platform. Everything helps evolve the show. Until next week, keep seeking the next level in your life.